Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. All right. It's always game day in Buffalo, South Capaccio, Matt Bove, Matt, we heard from Bill's executive vice president and COO Ron Rakuya, typically either owners speak or someone from the organization speaks on their behalf. Um, Obviously we all know, especially after the essay, a really beautiful essay that Jesse Pagula wrote um, that Kim Pagula is not in a situation that she's going to be here and speak to us. We did not hear from Terry Pagula. We heard from Ron Rakuya. Most important stuff from him, obviously dealing with the stadium. He expects and hopes everything gets wrapped up very soon here. Um, everything on the state level is all done. There's no more. Like the state is not involved anymore. They've done their part. It's already. It's really on the county to look at the paperwork, approve it, and send it. And they can't even negotiate anymore. They just have to literally look it over and say, yep, that looks good, and then send it back in, and then it's all done. And then we're going to have groundbreaking soon. He even said there is some fencing already up there. Uh, and they're going to be, you know, you're going to see some machinery and things like that going across from the current Highmark stadium where the new one is going, but it will impact some parking in 2023. The RV lot, he said, will either be greatly reduced or even eliminated in 2023. He said, I know we have great fans that come with their RVs and my message to them is hang tight. We're looking at other options. Isn't uh, Jeremy White a very dedicated RV lot person? I know a lot of people are like, they live for the RV lot. Well, we have, and we have friends. Uh, Their names are Chris and Vanessa. uh, And I believe they're listeners to it's always game day in Buffalo. So hi, Chris and Vanessa, but they live out in the Philly area down there, New Jersey, Philly, like that, that, that side. And they come up for almost every home game in their RV and stay the weekend. And this is going to be tough on people like that who make those trips. I wonder if there can be some sort of solution and, these are just ideas. This is the first we're having of a conversation. If they could find another available lot and like a lease it for the year and then use that as a temporary RV lot. So those fans still have a place to go. I'm sure there will be other options for those people, but the RV lot, like driving to the stadium a couple of days before the game and seeing the RVs lined up and all of those people just going to party for days and days is really, really cool. So I hope that those people, even though this seems like a temporary thing, don't lose that for these upcoming seasons, even though it's a very valid reason. Like they need to start building the stadium. They're going to need to start, you know, doing what they do. So it's crazy 
once again, I talked about how it feels like it was just a couple of days ago, a couple months ago that Odell Beckham was playing in the Super Bowl for the Rams and he hasn't played since. It also feels like it was a couple of days ago that we were at the owners meetings in Florida and all of the stadium stuff finally came to fruition and the approval happened. And it's also no coincidence that they dropped the renderings, the newest renderings for the stadium right as the owners meetings were happening. So everybody could see what they're working with, what they're looking at. What did you think about the new renderings? We saw some more. We saw more of the concourse view, more of the view from the field uh, in its bright colors, red, white, and blue, obviously. What do you think of the new renderings? You know, I think the renderings look really good. Like, these are just, this is my opinion on it. Like, just, I think it looks like a beautiful stadium. What I really want to see is because these renderings, as we have always thought they would, look a lot like the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium over in England. I really want to see what that is like in person when the Bills play there and see what it looks like from a football standpoint. Because I think every rendering I've almost ever seen about about anything has looked really good and impressive. But it's how it looks in real life. I like what I am wondering about. So I know it's just like Buffalo Bills Stadium on the renderings because they got to still figure all of that stuff out. I wonder if that will there will be that big Bills logo right in the front of it, or if that's just for the sake of the renderings. The inside looks kind of like all of the other renderings have showed it to look, which is cool. The one thing I keep looking for, and this is a very selfish thing, is the press box. Where's the press box going to be? Do you know? I don't know. I do know actually. I know. Well, oh. let me let me rephrase that. I know where the broadcast part of the press box is going to be. I don't know if that will be the same because the writer's press box, as you know, is different in a lot of stadiums as it is ours. It, uh-huh. you know, right now, the press box is in the corner and the, the broadcast is in the is on midfield. So I, I can't tell you where the actual writer's press box will be, but the new radio and TV booths, which could be the same, are going to be basically the same spot they are now at the yard line, but higher. It's going to be above more closer to the third deck basically, or above that, you know, um, not the top of the stadium, but it will be higher than it is right now. It is a good question about where the press box itself will be. One thing that keeps being talked about is the four tunnel access and that extra tunnel. The bills will actually have a little walkway down to their um, locker room from behind their own bench, but the four tunnel access now compared to one tunnel which is pretty similar and pretty standard really across the league. You know, a lot of those teams have that little stairwell that goes yeah. into their locker room from their sideline. And there's also four tunnels at most of the stadiums that we've been to. It also looks like from the renderings, you know, the suites, are there two tiered suites on each side? Is it sweet on top of sweet or am I just looking at the rendering wrong? It looks like that. It looks like there's like a level of suites and then another level of suites that goes right on top of that. And it also looks like in the renderings, the suites are just on the sidelines. They are not wrapped all the way around like they currently are at the stadium. Like right now, the suites go all the way around at the top of the upper bowl. It looks like here it's going to be what it looks like is two levels of suites, but just on the sides. So it would be kind of the same amount because you would be taking out the sides behind the end zones, but stacking them on top of each other. All right. So you mentioned London and uh, Tottenham Hotspur, right? Is that how you say it? I always get it. I always say it wrong. Tottenham Hotspur. I I don't, I don't think you like have to like specifically announce the I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not a huge soccer guy. I try to get it right when I say it, but it's not, it's one of those tongue twisters for me, but um, so I, I asked Ron basically about like, is there a date we know yet for London? He said, no, that will come in the normal course of NFL business when they do the scheduling. But once they know the date, Max, 
Max, my son, Matt, once they know the date, Matt, <laughs> they are going to then start planning for what Bills fans can do going to London. And they're going to have, you know, events planned around it. It is a Bills home game. And he also said it is already the highest pre-sale game, like as far as tickets being sold of any of the international games other than Brady in Germany. It is the second one above all, except for that one. Um, so that's pretty cool that there's that much interest. And yes, they want Bills fans to see this stadium and kind of say, okay, now I know a little bit more about what we're getting in Buffalo. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really cool experience. I think it's a really nice way to one travel and also like have an event that's mixed into it because you're for a lot of people, they're going to go to a place that they've never been before. Maybe some people went back in 2015 or 2014, whatever year it was, and they want to go back and they want to see a new stadium. For me, I'm excited to one, see the stadium, but two, I do really want to, when I'm there, try and go to a Premier League soccer game. I am not a huge like soccer person at all, but I would love to experience the atmosphere of what that would be like because I didn't get to do that back in 2014. So it'll be cool. And I don't know if you can hear it, but uh, the baby is crying in the background. So this is pretty powerful for the course at my house these last couple of weeks. Uh, that's right. Hey, if you have to bolt, let me know. You know, but we'll no, you're good. With a couple of little ones here also from Ron Rakuya. Um, Ron was also asked about the new, I, I called it, I said, is it called a visitor center? What's it called? And I don't know if they have an actual name for it, like a fan interaction center. What's going to happen is I believe it's going to be scheduled. It's going to be open in Williamsville is where it's that's the th it's in like the old Tony Walker Plaza. Yes, is it still yes, called? That's, is that's where it's going to be in the Tony Walker Plaza. And I don't know if it's still called that. I think it is actually. And what's going to happen is people are going to go in there. They can literally do virtual reality, take you from your front door. And like virtual reality, get into a car and drive to the stadium. So New York, you know, your exact best route and then to your seat that you're going to be able to choose. And that's going to be still on schedule. They're not going to wait for the groundbreaking even like that's going to happen sometime soon. And it's going to be a really cool experience for fans to start getting immersed in all that. Can I ask a dumb question? Maybe, yeah. maybe it isn't a dumb question. How is it any different than if they were driving to the stadium? Now it's just across the street. Well, because maybe you ha don't have tickets. You don't go to games. Right oh, now. okay. Okay. Or, I guess or, or, well, there also might be more different ingress and egress due to some of the things that are going to happen with the stadium and how the traffic is going to flow. That's a good question. You could take the actual route yourself and know, right? But okay. the point of this is to show people, <laughs> that's a really funny question. <laughs> the point of this to show people exactly the best way and route to go from their state, from their house to their seat, basically, yeah. is what they want to show you more than anything. You know what they should do to really spice it up? The driving portion of it should be like a Mario Kart game, so you can like have shells and you can like right. <laughs> shoot the shells or put bananas out on the road at other cars while you're trying to get there. And they're going to have virtual reality. And then once the I stadium too. That's what I very much see the value in that because you want yeah. to see like, okay, this is how I'm going to get in and get to my seat. This is what the view is going to look like. That's a really, really cool opportunity. Just the, yeah, the idea of like driving, you're still probably going to come up Abbott or big tree. <laughs> you're going to take 20 a, hey, maybe there's a route you didn't know that's better. And this is going to show you now. Okay. So I'm going to tell you this. I actually was talking about this a couple of weeks ago to somebody. I have a route that I take to games and I've taken that same route to games for, I don't know, seven or eight years now. And it's like, a, to me, it's like a secret. Now there's obviously other people who use it, but I'm not going to say it. Cause like, I don't want me other too. people to I bet use we have the same one. Let's talk about it off air. I'm not going to say it either. There's yeah. I had thinking too. So I actually, 
like everybody at work knows the route because I like sent out an email one year and I was like, this is the best way to go to try and avoid most of the traffic. When we are going to games, I have shared the secret with our friends over at Wham in Rochester, because we do a lot of stuff working together. I was like, I want you guys to know they swear by it. I swear by it. Yeah. You still get stuck in traffic every once in a while, but I think last year, I think the worst traffic from a game last year that I can remember. Now, a lot of it also depends on when you're going. I was at the Titans game very early, so I didn't hit any traffic for that game, like really, really early. The Steelers game was a gorgeous day, and it was still early in the year, and I feel like I waited in a lot of traffic for the Steelers game. But besides that, pretty smooth sailing. Well, we'll have to talk about what that is because I give the same route to my wife, and she takes it when she comes in, and it's it's a really good route. But either way, you're going to have to make some adjustments here. They're going to have, you know, different ways to go about things. And obviously we're all excited for the, uh, for the new stadium. All right. Anything else we didn't touch on anything we forgot? I mean, you got NFL business going on a lot of talk. Everything out here is about Lamar and Aaron Rodgers, but especially Lamar that news broke while we were with Sean McDermott about, you know, him requesting a trade and all that kind of stuff. So they're all, all of the um, NFL business when it deals with coming to players is also, you know, taking shape here and the proposals as well are going on as I talk to you right now. They're basically voting in a room probably about 100, 150 yards from me. I think Lamar ends up staying with the Ravens, by the way. Like, I know that all really? of the talk. Yeah, I really do. I really do feel like it's something that's going to get worked out because I don't know if you're Lamar. Where where do you want to go? Like, wh- where would you rather be than in Baltimore? Well, he it doesn't seems want like- to be in Baltimore because he, I mean, he said he wants out. He wants to trade. Yeah, so- no, I get it. I just, I just, but, but if the, but if Baltimore comes with him with the offer he wants, you know, he'll take it. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's what I mean. And I think that maybe Baltimore got a little bit too comfortable and didn't think that he ever actually was going to, you know, request a trade or actually want to go somewhere else. And it came back and it, you know, bit him in the butt. But I do think that eventually maybe I'm wrong. Like the NFL offseason has been pretty wild. It'll be even crazier if Lamar Jackson ends up going to another team. It just feels like all of the teams that are rumored to be interested in him have kind of poured water on it. Like Brandon did with Deandre Hopkins. They're like, Oh no, he's a great player, but we're not going to be interested, which is exactly what you would expect somebody to say. If they're trying to get a deal done, it just, I don't know. It feels like it would cost so much for a team. And I don't know what teams that makes sense for. All right. What do you, uh, what do you got going next week? Because uh, I don't think we'll be able to do a podcast. I mean, you could do one on your own. I am actually headed to Cancun while my son has break coming up Easter break. What a, what a couple weeks for you. So you have the owners meetings, then you've got a big birthday coming up. Happy yeah. early birthday. Actually my, and my birthday is actually while I'm in Cancun. My birthday is actually uh Wednesday or Tuesday, April 4th. I'll be in Cancun for my 50th. Tuesday, April 4th. And then you'll be, ah, that's exciting. How long are you going yeah, to Cancun for? Uh, we're just going for like four days, basically. And we're doing the, uh, old, we're doing the trick of drive to Toronto and fly out because it's a direct flight. It's, good. it's a lot. People have really said that that's just the best way to go. A lot of times international. We've done that internationally as well, but um, I've, I've been told the airport there isn't the greatest to deal with, but it, but otherwise it's in the best P- way to do it. Cancun or in Toronto, Toronto. It sucks. Sucks, but it is, it is worth it because you can get direct flights Mm -hmm. and a lot of times you can save some money. Customs at the Toronto airport is a joke. It takes forever. It is just a really big pain in the butt. I have been lucky that the times I have flown international, the times that I've gotten back, like I only flew out of Toronto, I think twice once was international to go from Toronto to Rome or Paris or or something. I don't remember exactly. And coming back, I got in at like 
midnight. So there really wasn't a huge issue with customs, but hopefully your flight coming back into Toronto isn't at like a very busy time or else you're going to be sitting in customs for a while. All right. Well, in the meantime, we'll do our best to get one out. I, I am coming back like on uh, maybe next Thursday, I think it is. So maybe we'll still get one in with the two of us uh, sometime around Easter, but either way, listen for it and always check out your inbox in the iTunes inbox or Spotify, wherever you pod Odyssey app. Of course, Matt, enjoy uh, your 35, 40 degree weather while I enjoy 75, 80, 85, even I think tomorrow, one last day in Phoenix. The sun is peaking out now from the time that we've started the podcast. It went from gloomy and dreary to now sunny. Now, that being said, it's sunny and let's check the temperature. Sunny and 43 degrees. So it is not a heat wave by any stretch, but it looks like we can get outside and get a walk in. So, you know, things are looking up, Sal. All right. For Matt Bove, I'm Sal Capaccio. Thanks for downloading, listening, subscribing. Throw us a nice review, will you?